Hi, welcome to the Inner Child podcast. Um, I just wanted this to be kind of an introductory episode, so this can be really lighthearted and um, just kind of outlining what's what the podcast is about um, and also just easygoing episode content. It's going to be focused on students, so um, my first episode is about living independently, moving into a new home, just uh, adapting to adult life basically like the very first steps um so I'm really excited I'm doing journalism I'm first year in uni um so this I'm so new to all of this but I'm really excited to start with everything obviously I mean I don't I don't have any experience in psychology I don't have any experience in you know like child behavior or related topics but I I think everyone should have a knowledge of their inner child. And there's this quote actually that I was looking at that um, kind of embodies how, I th- like the same way that I think about having an inner child. Um, and it was this interview that um, was with Jasmine Hughes, editor of the New York Times Magazine. Um, well, the special sections. And um, she was asked, uh, do you think your identity as an older sister informs your tone as a writer? And she was, basically what she said was that her inner monologue was, she felt totally didactic because she was always guiding an extra presence within herself. So instead of saying, okay, I'm going to walk down a street and turn left, for example, uh, she was saying that her thoughts were more like, okay, I'm going to walk down the street and we're going to turn left and we're going to wait at the cross light and then once it turns green we are going to cross and it's always we so I think the extra presence within yourself it just makes yourself feel safer and even when you're alone you kind of feel solidarity and I think that's so important as well I like one thing that in my experience I've I feel kind of alone as an adult sometimes and just you can't undervalue yourself you have to know that there are so many selves also within you and you should also trust those selves because what else do you have when you feel alone you know you have to have something to turn to and it's not always that you have no direction you do have a direction and that's towards your inner child so that's like essentially what the podcast is about um and I thought it was kind of sweet naming it Sincerely Your Inner Child because it's like your inner child is writing to you. And um, I always imagine that. I always imagine myself from like two years ago talking to me and it's so different. And myself when I was 15, because I'm 19 now, myself when I was 15 talking to me, I don't think I would recognise myself initially, but it's like... You, once you compare these situations, you kind of start to realize I got through all of these things that I did. And like, it might've been so hard, but I did it for her or I did it for him or my inner child. I do think that's like a useful way of looking at things because once there's kind of a self-deprecating outlook that you can take once you're an adult that's kind of cynical, but looking at yourself as a child you would never be like oh she 
deserved to feel negative. You would want her to feel positive about herself. And that's also going to come, come up in later episodes, like managing food. Um, hang on, I'm looking at my ideas. Managing food, like managing relationships, um, trying to be creative and avoiding burnout and... Um, uh like handling unhealthy habits and vices as well i think is a really good one because your inner child obviously would never think oh i really want to go out and get drunk but for some reason your outer adult does think that and it's like you have to balance all those things so that you actually preserve some part of yourself obviously also at the same time having fun you know like you have to be a multifaceted person and I think that's like that's kind of a more healthy way to live rather than like always self-sabotaging and that's also related to today's episode because like when you're alone you're kind of left to your own devices so you have to make priorities of taking care of yourself and sometimes it's really hard to take care of yourself like you have to do the washing up and you have to cook for yourself and you also have to buy the food and spend your own money and like explaining that to other people it seems like you're complaining about so many mundane things but it's all new so getting used to it it should it shouldn't be so like stigmatized that it's a hard thing and if you if you look at it from the perspective of your inner child it's like a child could not do those things and you should be proud of yourself for actually learning to do it and taking it all on. And when you think about, oh, if I wash up, then my inner child gets to eat off a clean plate. If that helps you, then that's that's better, you know? Like living life as if you're taking care of yourself on purpose, I think is much better than living life reluctantly and like dragging yourself through. I think there's also ways of like prevent preventing that like dragging feeling just because it can be so overwhelming to do those basic tasks you also have to plan not plan but um make time for things that interest you and actually serve you as well as like things that serve a great purpose obviously they're great um but you should also make things that serve you and serve your inner child um so what I was thinking about is like when I was younger, and I'm sure this is like a relatable thing, is that I imagined myself getting older and then I imagined all of these like freedoms that would come with being older. I'd be like, oh, I'll move out and then I'll, I can watch TV all day and I'll wake up at like 11 o'clock and then I'll fall asleep after midnight because that would be so cool. And, um, but like ambitions change. <laughs> and so you have to look into like, what actually ambitions you have now rather than like perpetuating such a, a whole like oh my gosh it's so easy to like doom scroll on, t on the internet for like three hours and I think there's a way to prevent that because it feels like it feels like at some point I have to do that to fall asleep I don't think that's very good um so you can like recently I've made such a good um improvement with that because I always cook before I go bed um or like in two hours before I go bed I'll start cooking and then um it'll be this 
big task on make pasta, I'll like try a new recipe. I picked up a recipe book, which is really nice. Um, and I made risotto on Saturday. And I thought it was so, it was actually so amazing. I impressed myself. But after that, after I'd completed a thing that made me feel gratified and I'd eaten it so it made me feel like satisfied and tired, um, like in the good way that food makes you feel tired, I was able to go to sleep and not worry about it. And also I was talking to one of my classmates today and they were saying that um, they have to complete all of their schoolwork before you go to bed. And I think that is like a good way of managing your anxiety. Like in primary school, for example, you'd have this like homework schedule that you dedicated like certain days to certain subjects or like certain hours on days to topics and tasks. And you kind of lose that at uni. No one tells you when to do what. But if you tell yourself when to do what, which is also going back to the didactic way of thinking, then it's so much easier to manage what you need to do. And you then you're not kept awake at night thinking, oh, I have to do so much stuff. And then you're also not self-deprecating, like, oh, I didn't do those things when I had the opportunity to do those things. I think also, in the end, after you do all these things, rather than still feeling tired, do you feel kind of gratified that you've actually completed them? It takes so much willpower. And this is where you have to guide your inner child to, like, through things. It's just because your inner child wants to go on TikTok and your inner child wants to crochet and your inner child, like, wants to go to the park. But you have to guide your inner child through those things. <laughs> and sometimes it's very reluctant, but it's like, you both feel better afterwards. And then when you set all these things aside, you have so much time later for creative things that make you feel good, like I was saying. Um, like there was, this, um, po there was this poem that my friend Annie sent me and I thought it was such a good example. I was really like, it was so good that she sent it to me. It was based, It was by um, Keaton St. James. It's called The Strawberry Poem. Um, and it also, it also outlines like moving into a new home, I think. Um, basically, he says, Cardinals with, with snow-brushed wings will nestle themselves into pine branches the way a heart nestles itself into the ribs. And still I have my laughter. Yes, even when pain fills up my pockets like stones. So he's saying that like, things that make him feel joy even though there's so much cold setting into his heart and there's like a, such a, an evident burden there's a warming feeling that it melts oh it melts that burden away when you focus on things that bring you more joy so you have to have a balance and he was also saying in the same poem um home where it is so easy to make a big joy from a small strawberry. It's red as bright as one thing. It's red that says, and how much more joy can we hold in another year, another decade, a whole recklessly beautiful life? I think he's saying that there's so much opportunity in a new home and there's opportunity for joy, basically. And you can fill your new home with everything. You can, you can indulge yourself on strawberries and that like fulfilling your basic needs should not be indulging, but that is also going to bring you joy. You should make time for that. And it's like the beginning of a new era when you move into a new home, when, you, when you're like in this new period of isolation, maybe isolation, I don't know. 
Um, your new home has to facilitate joy, and you making positive associations with home is so important. And like something as simple as a strawberry can be everything. And I th I think with the trend of girl dinner and inner and what's it called little treats, I think that's so much in the same line of thinking because. It's like giving yourself a little reward for doing a task. Who is that feeding if not your inner child? It's just, I think that's such an, a good ingrained way to like reward your behavior. You know what I mean? And um, making your new home into a positive atmosphere. I think that's that can be difficult, especially like when all of your positive things you might have left in another place. Um, like there's so many things like I have all my habits at home and my bed at home is comfier and I have this like massive mug that I always put two tea bags in and it's like the perfect cup of tea but that's boring anyway um, <laughs> but basically that's like that's a small bit of my habits and I, I, at uni I don't have all those specific things but there's always more like my friend Annie hates reference her again. Love it. Um, <laughs> she moved into her house at uni, um, for uni, I mean, um, like August. And since she moved in, I've literally visited like more times than I can count. And we've made chocolate cake and we've like binge watched Couples Come Down with me. And we've, I, I wouldn't say parties, but I, I might say parties. We've had parties at her house and it's just become such a positive atmosphere because we've filled it with so much laughter and there's so many memories in there that like make it feel like a home and you don't have to do those things to make but you find something that makes your current home your new home feel somewhat similarly comfortable to your home at home you know what i mean your home from before your previous home <laughs> Yeah, I wanted to also talk about um, finding a third space. So if you don't know what a third space is, it's basically like you have where you work and you have where you live and you might have, um, well, where you work also contains like school and uni. Um, so like where you do things that you're obligated to do and then where you rest and where you spend your majority of your time but you need a third space to kind of like split the two because if you're always polarizing between work and home, you have no middle to kind of expand yourself into. So you need to find a middle place. And I've been going to the park loads while I've been in Leeds. Because there's a park near my accommodation and it's, very, it's, it's like a basic park. And also every time I finish uni, I kind of just walk through town. It takes me like an hour and a half to walk through town because I always get distracted but that's kind of the point you expand yourself into this like opportunity of space and you don't feel pressured to go home and you don't feel the remaining pressure of where you've been working when you get home so once you've got home you've diffused and you don't put any of that negative energy into your home space you've just like already completed that part of your day and then you can focus on the next part 
I also want to stress that your inner child, obviously, the whole point of this podcast is your inner child is bestowing some kind of wisdom upon you. Um, and like, it's just forgotten gift or whatever. But you shouldn't value it any more than the needs of your inner adult. Well, your outer adult, I guess. Because you now, you're this period of you growing up and developing is just as important as what you did when you were a child and you have to think about it as like the amazing present there was this one quote that I was reading before I'll find it now so it was from an ask polly um entitled I'm lazy reckless and addicted to social media help exclamation mark um and it basically said you need a rest and you need slow, quiet activities that ground you and remind you to accept yourself in spite of huge obstacles and bad thoughts. Uh, you, you need habits that strengthen your patience and focus but also feel real and not arbitrary. You need to abandon your glorious future and build your imperfect present instead. So you shouldn't compare yourself to what your greater ambition. You should work on your current and then that will all come to fruition, which rhymes so it must be true (laughs) um anyway i think uh well this this episode is kind of shorter than i was planning on it being but um it's just an introductory episode so i think that's a good way to round it off um i'm really looking forward to recording more episodes i've got so many ideas and um i'm thinking of a weekly release time so um obviously i'll edit this and then It'll come da- come out on a specific day, and then every week, that specific day, I'll post another episode. You know what I mean? Um, so I'm really excited for that. I'm hoping uh, future episodes, they might be around 30 minutes. This is like 20. So, yeah. Uh, and also, I, I do have an Instagram page. I should plug that. It's called... Well, it's... Um, S-Y-I-C pod um, st- stands for Sincerely Your Inner Child um, and uh, so I'll be posting updates on that and you can follow that if you want um, it would actually be great because I made my own little um, cover art and I posted it on there and I would love some feedback but also for like audience suggestions um, I'm going to be posting those all the time on my story and I really would look like audience input, audience feedback, ideas for future shows, like whatever problems you have, I would love to record answers for. Because um, it is about you. It's not, it's supposed to be about the audience. You know what I mean? It's a wellness podcast. That's the whole point. So, yeah, I'm really excited. Thank you anyway. Sincerely, your inner child. <laughs>